0: Hi everyone, I'm Claire Liu, and I'm the CEO of New York Company, and today I've got a real special guest with me. I have Will Reynolds, who is the founder of Sear Interactive, an incredible SEO firm that he started, I want to say back in 2002. And I met Will at uh, this really interesting invite-only small conference just for digital agency owners called Owner Camp, and I remember Will telling me the story of how he started his company, and it was incredible. I've yeah, I've been inspired ever since. Been a big fan, and um, yeah, honored to be able to chat with him today. So thanks for being here, Will. Of course, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Sweet. Okay, so Will, I've got this one question I want to ask you about leadership, which is. What's one thing, or it could be several things, what's one thing that you wish you would have learned earlier as a leader? Um, the first thing that pops to mind for me is um, I kind of waited too late to
1: hire support. And what I mean by that is I'm kind of a hustler. I'm a, like, I'll figure it out. I'm the kind of guy that's like, well, I can go into QuickBooks and cut payroll. And I underestimated the amount of people that I would need to help me continue to kind of keep the company moving as we grew. I kept holding on to things that, one, I was not good at. Two, was distracting me from the thing that actually created value in the company because I was just like, oh, we don't need someone. So I think one of the biggest uh, things that I wish I had done earlier was hire every single executive that I hired. I wish I would have hired them a year to two years earlier. Hmm. Um, I was in my like hustle mode doing it myself and doing a massive disservice to my team in the process.
0: Wow. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> being a business owner myself, you know, growing the business, I can absolutely relate. It's like when you get that person in who you're like, oh, I can totally do this myself and they start doing it for you. It's like the world, the world changes.
1: <laughs> when I was cutting payroll, like there'd be just dumb shit would happen. Like I would forget that Monday was a holiday. Mm-hmm. So then all of a sudden, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to cut payroll on this day. And be like, you can't cut payroll that day. And then I'm like, oh, crap. People aren't going to get their checks for a week. So then I'd sit there and I would like manual checks out and forget to take the taxes out. So at the end of the year, my team members were getting hit with my taxes owed. And they were like, yo, like, like dude, you didn't take the taxes out. And I was like, yeah. oh, my God, I'm like messing stuff up. And then that created so much more work for me that took me away from where I drew value in the business. Absolutely.
0: Wow. Well, what else? Well, what else do you wish you had learned earlier? I know, and we've talked in the past, you're always sort of sharing all sorts of lessons from, from building your business. When I was young when I started Sears,
1: I was very naive about people. Okay, I kind of thought that if they were super transparent with people, like we had like open books, that so people knew like what the company was making and all that stuff. And I kind of built Sear in the vision of all the things I wish every company had i ever worked for Mm -hmm. would have done because never built seer if every company i worked for had been a certain way and i thought wrongly so that if i had built the company like that people would just like want to stay forever and as naive as that may sound to most of the people that are watching this like i was naive and i just Mm -hmm. thought that if you build a company with a certain type of heartbeat and a certain type of ethos and a certain type of openness and transparency and a certain type of sharing and profit that people would stay forever by forever i mean you know have an Average tenure be five, six, seven years. It really hurt, and I took it way too personally when people would leave early on because I was kind of under this impression that's like, dude, like you know how much the company makes. You can see how much you get as a result of our profitability. You can see the kind of things we're trying to do as a company, and like I didn't really to give people the latitude to change their minds about what they wanted to do or to change the fact that they wanted to work at a different place and do the same thing. And I used to take it way too personally, and that used to make me a very bad manager early on because I was still figuring myself out at that time.
0: Right. That's Yeah, that's incredible. I think the amount of self-awareness that takes to process and realize, wait a second, I'm getting too wrapped up into this emotionally. I'm equating sort of my sense of identity with the company's identity and everything I've wanted it to be. And how I think for a lot of founders, it's almost like popular wisdom when you're building a company that that should be the case. You're supposed to put your heart into it, right? A lot of business owners, I think, go into business because they're trying to create a workplace that they wish they had. And you're saying, well, don't get too caught up because here's the, I mean, it sounds like to, you know, to your point, like people are going to leave regardless of what you build, regardless of what you're creating. And that's not always bad. I mean, is that how you think about retention? No, is that how you think about, yeah, you know, keeping folks, it's not as like, oh my God, I need to keep every single person or how do you think about that as
1: a leader? It's so interesting because I've evolved on this. Okay. So now I sit with every new employee that's here and I tell them, I don't care how long they're here. I care about the impact that you have. So yes. I was like, our... Because somebody can be in this company for four years and not do half the work that somebody in six months can do, right? Yeah. Uh, somebody in six months can completely rebuild the way that we did something and then balance and have more value than somebody who's just been staying and doing the same old thing every day for four years. So what I tell people is I'm like, before we met, like our trajectories were in different places. Now that we're together, the only thing that matters is that we do something positive for this company while we are together. And I want you to be able to look back at the time that as you leave and we part again, and whether I choose that it's time for you and I apart or you choose that it's time for you and I apart, we should be able to look back at the time that we were together and know that we had an impact because we worked on something together. And And as I always say, if you take care of us as it comes time for you to leave, then um, we will put you in our alumni network. I will contact other other CEOs and people that I know to help you find your next gig. But, like, you know, in order to get there, I got to feel like we've done something great together and that you're giving me the heads up. And we just recently recorded a video about two of our employees Mm -hmm. who decided to leave. And so you can really see how I'm involved in this. Way. Now I'm publicly talking about and recording videos about people who came to us and told us, I want to leave this company and like what that was like. Because we, we want to open more of a dialogue between people when they're kind of feeling it's not the right thing, but yet they're not sure. But they know they can't say that to their companies because there's fear. And we want to try to help companies eliminate some of that fear and make it something that we all talk about. Because if you don't openly kind of start talking about this, you're forcing your team members to lie to you. Let's call it at the end of the day what it is. When you take a sick day and you're going somewhere to interview for a job, you have just lied. And that is not of value that anybody really enjoys. Nobody enjoys being lied to that I know. So what we felt is like we had to make it a safe place for people to feel like they didn't have to be dishonest yes. and they could say to us, you know what, I think my time is going to come to an end and that they weren't going to be mistreated or fired on the spot and unable to pay their bills which is what was going through their minds right. about like, well I'm transparent with you guys about this and you go, well oh, fuck you, you're replaceable Then all of a sudden it's like uh, I can't do that because then how am I going to pay my bills? Right. Right. So if you want to have that kind of transparent style company, I think it's incumbent on us to kind of show people that, hey, your coworkers, some of them, have come to us and said, I don't know where I'm going to go next, but I know it's not going to probably be here. And then watching Sear encourage that, help people with their next opportunity and treat them well, I think that's really important for people to see.
0: I think that's phenomenal. And I honestly, off the top of my head, I can't think of many companies, if any, off the top of my head that think about that transition with such transparency. And to your point, like I've definitely, you know, when I used to work for something, I've definitely gone to interviews and like you said, called a sick day. Like, and yeah, you're lying. That's the thing. It's like you are giving, yeah, you're lying. You're giving space for your employees to lie. And what kind of environment does that create? Right. I mean, for, I think for you as an employer, it gives you also this advantage of now you can prepare for that transition instead of being just like super surprised by it. Bingo.
1: It's interesting, right? So if somebody goes on an interview and says to us they were taking a sick day, then they're also upset when mm-hmm. they're like, oh, well, why is the company doing things that I don't know about it? Well, because we're doing the same thing you do, right. right? When you are doing something that you don't want me to know, you run off and just do it and don't tell me. So why am I any different? Right. You know what I mean? And I'm like, no, if we want to be a transparent company, uh, like we were talking earlier about a Medium Post, like I have to sit in front of the company and tell them, like, look, this is what happened related to somebody wanting to court fire us, and here's where my mental state is. Right. Like, I think as a company, you have, to, you have to overweight on transparency if you want that much out of your team on it, because they're looking at you and every decision you make, so they're looking at four, five, six, seven decisions before they feel safe making one thing that says, I trust you. Mm-hmm.
0: That's yeah, that's that's incredible. And the post, by the way, for folks who are watching, that Will is referring to is that he got offered a eight figure deal to have the company sold and acquired, and you would have profited very handsomely from that, and you turned it down. So, for folks who are interested and curious about that, that's a whole nother We could talk about that for a whole hour. Uh, one thing that you mentioned, though, Will, is something that's come up before in some of the with some of the other uh, leaders that I've talked with, which is this idea of transparency, right, and that it's a huge you know hot topic these days. It's It's the big thing to do, so to speak. I mean, I run your company. We're all about transparency. But are there downsides to transparency as well? Is there a place where you draw the line? Do you think very carefully about how transparency is? And I'll give you a quick example. You know, I talked to Des Trainer, who's the co-founder of Intercom, a few weeks ago. And he was talking about the importance of, yeah, transparency uh, within context, right? Do you feel similarly? Do you feel like Mm -hmm. you were saying, you know, like, you, if you want this much transparency from employees, you've got to give this much. Are there boundaries to that?
1: I think whenever you're being transparent as a chance to hurt somebody, like, that's just, like, a no-brainer, right? Like I could be like, yo, Claire, I don't like that jacket, you know? Um, And I could could hide under the guise of, like, oh, I was being transparent. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's fair. You know what I did learn, though? Yeah. Is depending on your population, Mm -hmm. certain people can't deal with certain pieces of information for instance if i go out and say hey before all this like offer stuff came in if i said hey team i'm thinking about having a conversation about selling the company most people don't have the ability to process what that means and it creates all this nervousness and fear right so i think there's a time where you're like i wish i could tell people but they, they actually don't know how to deal with that information and that's not fair Um, Because now you're being transparent, but, like, you're giving somebody information that, like, they actually do not know how to process. Because for most people, if I were to go to them before all this had happened and they're like, hey, everyone, you know what I'm doing today? I'm not going to be able to meet with anybody because I'm talking to a a broker about the sale of our business. All of a sudden, it would be like, oh, my God, I'm doing no work. Will's going to sell the company. What does that mean for us? Like – I, 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 you know, and you're like, oh my god! I, 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 was just telling you transparently what I was doing, and instead of you being like, okay, cool, thank you, I guess you'll tell me when there's other things that I should know. People are going to freak the fuck yeah. out. So it's a great example of times where being transparent could work against um our, our, our objectives and goals. So I think there are times where transparency can come back to bite you. Know, you just got to know your population mm-hmm. and your team and. Only you know what you've been saying to your team the whole time. So if I was out there saying, we'll be transparent about everything that happens in the company, well then, that's very different than if I'm like, we will be as transparent as we can be at the time. But I will never intentionally not tell you something if I can avoid putting myself in a situation like freaking the company out before right. any decisions are made.
0: Right. Yeah, I think you bring up such a good point, which is this idea of transparency for the intention of the good of the company, Right. And like you were saying, sometimes right, it's, right like sometimes it's going to hurt people, and that might happen. But in the in the big, you know, on the large scale of things, how can transparency actually help the good of the company? And it's not going to really help folks and the good of the company if you are, like you're saying, spooking people by letting them know the first minute you're th- even just thinking about a sale that that's something that's that's on the table.
1: The, the other thing uh, too is like when, when you have to have let people go. go. Yes. You know, I used to be like super transparent about that when we were really small and I was young and didn't know any different. And then all of a sudden you tell somebody, oh, well, you know, we're letting this person go because they really weren't a blah, 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 blah. And you're like, that's disrespectful to that person. One, like, I don't need their former co-workers to know what was in, a, in that conversation. And, and two, people start being like, did I do that once? And then they start freaking out that they're going to be fired. So now instead of focusing on the work, they're like, oh my God, I'm going to get fired. And you're like, what? Like, So I yeah. also see transparency as another one of those things where like the way that I worked on that. Is I, I learned to say here's what our belief system is. If we were part, if we choose to part ways with someone, then you can pretty much bank on the fact that, it's, that somewhere along one of these values, they went the opposite, mm-hmm. right? And like that's it. So then I started talking more about like this is what we believe, and if you make that a consistent thing, you talk about whether it's things related. To how your quarterly performance was, to why we're restructuring, to why somebody was, you know, all of a sudden, it's like, oh my God, somebody's not here anymore. It's like, it's always coming back to these things. It gives you more of a framework to talk about what you're working towards than what that individual person did.
0: Right. That's, I think, such a helpful guideline and rubric for folks because I think transparency around letting someone go is it's always a struggle. It's always a struggle. You know, I've I definitely talked to a business owner who just given you sort of assessing his population kind of went the other way. He recognized that people were going to be wondering why was this person fired. It looked like they were doing so good on the surface, like they were super popular at the company. And he realized he talked with the person, you know, who was let go, and said, "Would it be okay if I shared?" And this is what I'm going to share. And they both agreed on something, and then he ended up sharing it. Uh, but to your point, it's a really—I think it's—it's it's one of the hardest things to, to figure out as a leader. So uh, yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. Well, they got permission. Yeah, that exactly. Awesome exactly and i think that's that's the key part is is making sure that yeah you're not just sort of blacklisting them and and you know making up a story that they're not going to feel comfortable sharing but this idea of sort of setting the record straight and again for the good of the company is big um so yeah no thanks so much will i so appreciate all your thoughts uh something i've yeah i've definitely am taking in and, and gonna put into practice going forward so yeah appreciate everything and thanks for being here
1: thanks for running know your company and making it awesome it's a uh... It's great for – I love seeing you guys grow, and I just love seeing what comes through my inbox and the things that I learn about my team. Because as we've grown well past the number that I thought we would ever be – I used to tell the company we would be no more than 10 people – I actually could know people at a very deep individual level level when we were that size. And I've always had it in my heart to want to kind of know people that way. Mm-hmm. And know your company has helped me to scale that a little bit. You know, it's like helped me to like know a little bit more about my team and find out what they're working on in ways that didn't require like, you know, me to sit in one-on-one's all day. So just keep doing what you're doing. Um, I love the work that you're doing as well.
0: Ah, thanks Will. That made my day. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. All right. Take care. Talk soon.